0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Girl Dad Girls. We are here with the best group of girls in the history of the world. I've got the QT, Danny B. I've got my bestie, Bree St. Marie. Of course, I am Ravishing Rachel. And Mm -hmm. then today, let me tell you, I'm so freaking pumped. We have got an absolutely amazing guest today. Her name's Emily, you're gonna love her. Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Um yeah, my name is Emily. My pronouns are she/her. I've been in transition for um for I guess about 7 years and we can get into why I'm a little confused about how long it actually is. Um and when I I came out, I was really shocked by the response I got. There was there was positive response and I didn't even think that that was possible. And that set me down on this path to help share that information with others and make sure that other people like me knew that they were not alone, that it was possible for you to come out and live as yourself and be happy. So I started on this path and eventually started the Transgender Show where I interview people uh, each week and we share our stories of transition and gender exploration. Then from that, I built an entire organization around that to help trans people through their journey. So um, that's the transverse. And uh, those are the sort of things I'm doing these days. Is that that's a...
0: amazing?
2: Oh, sorry, go ahead, Rachel.
0: I was gonna say that's amazing. I'm just God. curious. Awesome. Um, so like you said like you have a weekly show. Like, where's that show at? Is that on YouTube? Is that on Instagram? Like, where's that at?
1: It's on Twitch. It's live on Twitch on Tuesday nights oh, wow. at 6 PM Pacific. And, um, the thing I, I like about Twitch, the reason I glommed onto that was one, I'm, I've honestly, I'm kind of bad at social media, but two, I loved the idea of having the live audience there, the live chat where people can interact, ask questions, you know, throw in feedback and all of that and, and really be a part of the conversation. So, um, you know, and, and unfortunately, Twitch being what it is hasn't been super successful for us but we've done pretty good on YouTube with our videos there and the the way that it it has really resonated with people it was as a podcast. Oh that's awesome. Okay. Um like uh I guess what
2: was it that uh I guess how how did you get started with that? Did you start like a a nonprofit or was this just sort of something that you started kind of like this podcast where we just sort of said, "Hey, let's just do this."
1: Um, I just started the the show as a, I want to, I want to do this and I'm going to figure it out. The main thing is I, I, uh, in 2019, as I started to kind of uh, accept my, my gender identity, you know, the fact that I was trans, I, I decided that I needed to follow some trans girls. So I started doing that on Instagram and finding more and more people to follow and just kind of see what it was to be trans. And, and for a long time, even there after trying to figure out, am I really trans? Like, am I really trans? Am I making a mistake? Am I, am I really trans? Um, but one of them, Megan bound said that she was going live on, she did a, a live on Instagram. So she was going live on Twitch. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Followed her over there. It was fun watching her. Then she talked about a show that she was on, which was the transvengers. Um, and it was uh, four girls who got together every week and answered uh, questions live about their gender experience. And, Um, That that was what sparked it, because I had this idea that I need to get this this information out to people. And I'd been in Toastmasters, so I was working on my ability to speak in public and, um, you know, was trying to kind of find a venue, find a way to disseminate this information. And when I saw Twitch and I saw the fact that you could have a live show, have have the chat there, and have everybody interacting, I'm like, okay, you know, that was just the the light bulb, the epiphany, and I I started very soon thereafter. And so on June, oh, why am I blanking? It's either June 6th or June 8th, whatever the uh, Monday was in uh, 2020 was when I started, and oh, wow. we haven't we haven't looked back. We've hit about we're almost to the 140th 145th episode. So, oh that's
0: amazing
3: hey we'll get there one day
0: (laughs) and i maybe i shouldn't mention this yet i don't know we're actually we actually are gonna have one of the og transvengers on our show here very very soon nice who did you get confidential information. Okay. <laughs> That's
2: where
3: I'm we'll going to drop. We'll after the
1: cut. <laughs> I gotta tell but, you, I have been friends with Michaela for uh for a couple of years now. Like, you know, I've got her, her number we text and all of that. And I have not been able to get that B-word on the show. Um still 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 trying. I gotta I gotta bug her again.
3: It's okay. Maybe somebody can put in a word.
1: Maybe someone <laughs>
3: Like I said, I've got the
1: direct connection. I can put in the word. I can, um, you know, call her or I can uh, message her fiance and be like, hey, get her on my show. Um, I'm actually the funny thing is I'm actually better friends with Michaela's mom than Michaela herself. But uh, interesting. (laughs)
3: That's funny. Um,
0: I love how I love how. Like, I love how we're like just a community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, for the most part, we are a freaking community not always going to see eye to eye on every little thing, but for the most part, we're here for each other. And I love yeah. that.
1: Well, yeah. um, it, it, you know, there's this, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, like with trans people, it's not even that many. It's like maybe three and you can get to anybody in the trans community. It's That's
2: yeah. So and I've, I've noticed on Instagram, especially like reaching out to people. I honestly, before I started transitioning, you know, I used to reach out to people that, you know, had 25, 30, 40,000 followers, just like maybe drummers or something. Uh, you know, we're talking about drumming soon, but I'd reach out to like famous drummers or whatever that had like these massive followings, never hear back. But mm-hmm. I realized that you reach out to trans girls who have these big followings and, you know, they're just so nice and they they respond.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody's just oh, really, yeah. really friendly and helpful. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you something you mentioned is you said that uh, you had a good experience coming out. People were. Did you have people that were you thought were going to have a bad reaction that actually had a much better reaction than you were expecting?
1: Yeah. So um, it was a weird sort of out of body experience for me when I actually officially came out like it was it was at work was what where it happened I'd I'd sort of been doing stuff here and there but uh it was you know very dipping the toe in and one day just randomly I got up and I dressed I put makeup on I dressed in a blouse and a skirt and heels and drove to work Nope. no word to them no no conversation with hr nothing and this was a, a global company we had over 200 people just in my office alone um and i i was driving into work and then all of a sudden i'm about halfway there i sort of like snap into consciousness and i'm like oh my god what am i doing um i'm i'm going to to go there i'm going to lose my job no one's going to talk to me again you know i just had this massive panic
2: uh-huh.
1: and Um, Like I said, it was a really it was a really out of body experience at that moment. I couldn't understand what had driven me to dress the way I did. Um, It it was it was it was really strange. And I I, I look back and luckily, I say I had a boss who was just really anal about the clock. And I, I, I because of him, I did not have the option of turning around and going back home. And changing oh, wow. my clothes, um, so I was in this panic state, and I was stuck, and I just, I, I had this weird uh, third person conversation with myself, and I'm like, okay, I don't know why we decided to dress this way this morning. Like, like right now, I'm not, I'm not feeling, it, I'm not understanding it. But there was a reason, and it was important to us enough to where, um, we're in this situation. So the only thing we can do is honor that, honor ourselves, get our own back, and and go in and hold our head up high. And it was like the longest walk ever from my car to the front door of the office. And then just praying the entire time that nobody came in the elevator with me. Luckily, I was alone there. And then walking through the the office, I, I just I tried to keep my head up and be like, nothing to see here, like nothing different. No, no big deal. Everything's uh, normal. <laughs> yeah, everything's normal. But inside, I was just like, oh, this is this is my last day at work. And it wasn't too long after I was at work where people started stopping by my desk or sending emails or calling me and, and basically congratulating me saying, uh, um, I, I, I (sighs) can't imagine the level of courage it took for you to come in and, 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 you know, express yourself. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people impressed with the courage and, um, just so happy for me that I was, you know, being my true self. And like I said, at that point, I could not fathom that, that response. That was not a possibility in my brain. I was like really confused at first. I I, um, I don't.
2: uh, uh, Just real quick. I, I realized it took me a while, but I started to realize it was both good and bad. But the fact that I wasn't the center of everyone else's universe, like I thought I was. Was really depressing at first, but then I was like, "Oh wow, no one cares that I'm doing this. Mm. They just, as long as I'm not hurting them, they don't care." Which
1: is like, "Oh no, nobody cares, but nobody cares." So yes, that's awesome. Yeah, you're wow. like, "Oh yay, nobody cares." <laughs> Wait, nobody, nobody cares? cares? Like nobody? <laughs> um, where? <laughs> Maybe one, please.
2: <laughs> do you, do you, uh, and and uh, feel free to tell me to shut the fudge up. But where about in the in the world are you?
1: Oh um I'm in Southern California okay cool, cool, cool so you know California one of the better states for LGBT acceptance and all of that and uh this pre- specific city a little bit more conservative but um yeah the the thing that I found was that the people that are are that really have your back are really sweet and really kind caring people are the ones that'll come up and say something and send you an email and all that and and be there they'll show up for you and the ones that have a problem with it, they just kind of that, that, that I'm picturing the meme of Homer Simpson just fading into the bush. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's just what happens. <laughs> oh, you you were, happened that, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> so sure that, um, you, you've got this fear built up in your head and you're so sure that it's going to be this massively ne- negative reaction. I should speak in the, the first person tense. Like I was just so convinced that those were the people that were going to show up, that we're going to, you'd be coming at me, um, and, uh, you know, be on the tack. And like I said, they just, I, I didn't see any of them. I didn't, I didn't see much at all. It was, it was, it was, like I said, it was hard to, to understand in that moment. It was a very confusing day.
3: Yeah. Now I can, I can definitely sympathize with that. That kind of sounds like my experience all of my co-workers were amazing um but some of my residents have been kind of shits um so that kind of that was the worst part of it but they're they're dinosaurs so it's fine sorry everybody but it's true <laughs> hey breeze yeah. fuck you yeah i'm leaving anyway
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i, I don't worry about it. it's okay i can say it <laughs>
0: Now, like my experience was kind of the opposite, Um, but I'm just curious what I'm not going to I'm not going to pry and ask what the company is, but what is the line of work? Is this more like IT? Is this more like retail? Like what kind of what kind of business are we talking about?
1: It was essentially a a consulting service, you know, helping make Ah. products, products and services better. Got you. Okay. That's cool. Is this sort
2: of, again, I guess, uh, you know, also feel free to not answer this, but is, would you say the average
1: age is on the older side or younger side? It was a, when I came into the company, it was just switching over from being a family company. They just sold it and sold out. And so it, um, one of the things that I always said about it is uh, it was amazing because the way it was run was very corporate, very money and numbers and that, that whole, you know, the whole typical, typical, um, oh, why am I blanking? Jesus, uh, capitalism thing, just the whole, oh. it was just pure capitalism. Uh, and yet they still managed to hire amazing people, really smart, hardworking and really kind and uh, really kind people. And so one of the, the things that I loved to do was I was really involved in the, in the employee groups you know, and, and I knew pretty much everybody there and it was just a a really good, it it maintained that family atmosphere, uh, in, in large part. And I, I don't think it had anything to do with that or whatever, but because of the growth that we had and a lot of things, we had a lot of young people that were coming in. We had a lot of the old guard who had been there since the company was, um, about since once the company was founded and it it was a really good mix. It was a good mix. So it was. Yeah, it was everybody. It was all walks of life.
2: Yeah, I uh, I found that like so I work in tech and I came out, I was expecting to have a lot of pushback and it was seamless. Everybody was just like, you know, congratulations. I think they <clears throat> realized that if they had a negative reaction, HR was going to get involved pretty quickly. But it's interesting that you were worried about losing your job. Uh, what was, how did you, what did you think was going to happen? Do you think like your boss was going to say, no one wants to work with you, you're out of here? It just seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, and, and there was no, there wasn't a lot of logic to it. And there wasn't um, an, an understanding of the law. It was just like this, it, this can't be acceptable to people. I had so much built up uh, internalized homo or transphobia um, or just the understanding that society um, does, does not like people like that. And I had such I had so little understanding of the community and what the identity meant, where it came from. You know, I was still. I was still struggling with, you know, is this just a fetish? Is this something that comes from a a, a kink? So, you know, I came from such an uneducated place with, within, uh, about the community. Um, and then as far as rights and all of that, knew none of that. I just thought, yeah, I'm going to go in. They're going to say, thank you, but no. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, bye-bye. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And like, okay. I, I fully, fully get that because I when i came out i was working in retail sales and my immediate thought and i literally from when i started my transition medically to when i actually came out was about a good 6 months like it wasn't immediate like i was on hormones for a while before i came out mm-hmm. and i told my boss literally crying in her office <laughs> um i'm like i don't even know if you want me working here anymore because you're not going to want someone like me interacting with the customers. And she looks at me and she's like, you're being stupid. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, I know, but still. (laughs) Yeah. But,
1: but, but you have to agree with me because. Yeah, no,
3: absolutely. It was, it's that do or die moment that we've all had, you know, and then with comes with that moment is all the irrationality of everything that can happen will happen and probably won't happen, but you still think it will Mm-hmm. like the uh you going up to your uh to the chopping block through the elevator so to speak
1: yeah <laughs>
3: which would be ridiculous but you know i still think that too i came well, in and then- my first day on when i was out and is just like oh, i'm done I, d- I thought the same thing i'm like i am toast today <laughs> like irrationally no reason
1: didn't happen, over. though bye-bye still here yeah toodaloo mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's funny because well, when was it? it was it was a while later. I'm 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 a little foggy on the details, but I want to say it was more than I want to say it was more than two weeks later, but I got a strange, you know, a strange unmarked email uh, meeting request from HR. And I'm like, okay, so I survived that first period, but now here it comes. And I walk in um, and it's just the HR guy in the office that has in, in the one office in the whole building that had no windows to it whatsoever. And the, the one solid door. Um, no. And it's just the HR guy. And I'm like, oh, crap, oh, crap. And then uh, um, he's not really saying anything. And my, my boss walks in after that. And I'm like, OK, yep, that's it. We had a good run. Um, and, uh, the first thing he said was first thing we want to, we want to say, you know, of course, speaking for the company is that, um, uh, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. And, you know, he just launched into his whole thing. Um, and it was, they were really supportive. My boss was very quiet. He and I did not get along well. He did not. Uh, I, I, we never had any direct conversations about it other than sort of what happened in that room. And he didn't, like I said, he didn't talk much, but, uh, yeah, it, it never came up. We just, we were just always, there was always a ton of friction for multiple reasons, but, um, yeah. Uh, (laughs) so I did, I did have another, a brief panic of like, okay, now, now I'm losing my job. That was, I don't know, a persistent thing. Bye.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, that you said it was a brief panic of like, I'm going to lose my job because, and I'm, I'm not proud of this, but it's a story that needs to be told. Um, the reason I came out at work when I did was because I knew, knew that I was on the chopping block. I was on the chopping block for sales (laughs) performance. And so I sit down with my boss and I'm like, listen, I said, there's something that's going on in my head, hasn't been in the right place because of this. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, well, I'm sure some people have noticed that I've started wearing tighter jeans, that I haven't cut my hair, that I got my ears pierced, that I bought pink shoes because I thought they were nice and frilly. Well, this is what happens. it's like, this is what's happening. And I chuckle because my best friend, who works at that same store, heard my boss telling one of the assistant managers, well, we can't fire them now.
3: <laughs> no. Get it. <laughs> like, boom, protected class. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you that lawsuit? Shields. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. Buy me a boat.
1: Uh <laughs> I dare you to fire me yeah. now. Yeah. Um all like, I
3: hear is Star Trek. Shields up. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> well, and, and you know, somebody mentioned Matrix earlier and I just I just picture Morpheus.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, how how long ago was so easy I, you said you
1: came out at work. How long ago? I, I believe that was, Oh, actually I'm, I'm really unclear about it. I think it was uh, seven or eight years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah. F- uh, I think the, the December of 2015, I think
0: it was. Wow. So I, on that note, you kind of steered into my next question, Danny. Um, I was going to ask you when we first started, when we first started the episode, You were a little non-committal on when you started your transition. Mm -hmm. I want to know that story.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, this moment where I, I showed up at work... Um, you know, I'd already been doing a bunch of work. I was um, currently separated from my wife um, because I needed to explore whatever this was. Um, I was getting to the point of going out in public. I was obviously shopping for myself a lot. I believe I had my ears pierced. Yeah, I had my ears pierced at that point and was doing some of those same things that you were on on sort of a, a stealth level, Rachel. But um, uh, I was I was building up to it and and had no understanding of what it was. I came out at work as a crossdresser. I went after that thing happened at work, and and went and told my family, came out to my my parents and my brothers as a crossdresser, and lived as such for a while. Uh, it was actually the the females at work that, um, like, pushed me, pushed me hard into using the women's restroom, and I and i wouldn't do that until i i changed my name um with the company i still haven't done it legally and we can get into that in a in a minute but um you know that i i was I was fearful of every single next step in transition. I was I was terrified. I had it in my brain that at some point something was going to kick in, and I was going to regret it. I was going to realize that this was just a whatever, and and it was going to go away, and I'd be you know left in this position of of like, <laughs> just kidding, y'all. And I like I was I was terrified of that. So. Each step I really resisted and pushed back hard on. So, um, sorry for the uh, combination of words there, but, um, I, it, it, I think I, I was in that stasis in at work, identifying as a cross dresser, using my dead name, dead pronouns, and the restroom, the men's restroom for at least a year, if not closer to two. and then um i did both at the same time i changed the name to emily they did it really quickly it was wonderful i had an email within a couple hours um you know that that had my new name on it and was welcomed with open arms into the women's restroom and it was it was wonderful um but even with that that was like at that point i was like i might be trans And um, so, uh, yeah, so that I think I think I, I think when I came out, it was to answer the, the previous question a little bit more accurately. I think it was December of 2016. And then, um, uh, yeah, it was it was 2019 towards the end when I started to be like, OK, the the egg the egg is cracked i held on to every single piece of the egg i could even though it was it was falling away as long as i could and then in 2019 i just couldn't deny it anymore and just had to to immerse myself in the community and start finding people and and start trying to really figure out what this is and it was about that time there was there was one period um and i forget exactly where it was in the timeline it was a, a really crucial moment for me. I just told myself, okay, I'm going to, uh, we're going to give this a year. And in that year, I'm not going to ask any questions. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to ask any questions about like what this is or why, or any of those sorts of things. I'm just going to let it be what it is. I'm going to do what feels good and I'm going to explore and just let myself be. And, um, that was that was the most important thing that i did is just allow myself to explore this without worrying about what it was without worrying about what it meant for for anything i just gave myself that permission to explore for a year and that helped a lot wow love
3: it
2: um one of the things that i did want to like kind of highlight because i know it's something that happened to me is you were mentioned that like every little step you were like questioning like I know for me, essentially, like when I first started wearing like nail polish before I even started dressing in women's clothing, like I remember going out and being like terrified that we're gonna be judging that, and then wearing like women's jeans, and I was like, this is like every little step was like that pushing that little boundary. And I, I know a lot of people. Like I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about maybe just wearing like tighter jeans, and they're like, I'm terrified to do this. And it's like, dude, like it's fine, you know, honestly. You do it one time, and every time you do it, you feel a little bit better. Now I go out looking like a slut, and it's
3: awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I I, go.
0: (laughs) I just remember being paranoid to go anywhere, even if that anywhere is Walmart. Like we've all seen the people of Walmart videos and some of the (laughs) wacky ass shit that goes on in Walmart. Pardon my French. But, you all like I was so afraid to be like wearing skinny jeans and a T-shirt inside Walmart. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, dude, you're stupid. Like nowadays I'm sitting here. I'm like, that was so dumb.
1: Did any right. of y'all do do this one? This is the one where i um, looking back. I'm like, of course you were trans. Like, of course, this was something else because I got into buying women's clothes in sizes that were uh, were ridiculously big like they were like six sizes too big so that they fit like men's clothes so I could still pass with and 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 be um you know and, and be stealth about it but wearing women's clothes and that was another one of those things later where I look back and I, when I was trying to figure everything out and decide if I really was trans I'm like well <laughs> Does that make any sense? like it was so important <laughs> that they were women's clothes that you wore them mm-hmm. in a way that did not look flattering or feminine in any way and yet it was and yet it felt good to you that it was women's clothes and and that was the key to it like that doesn't make any sense other than to answer that yes, you're trans, you know because y- you want to wear the clothes that fit who you are inside um you know it it was a it was it was a weird thing I never had that experience
0: but my big thing um and it's stupid but my big thing was I would go to Walmart because Walmart was like my OG like that's (laughs) where I lived um I would go to Walmart and I would get a basket not a cart but a basket and I would fill it up with like two or three clothing items that I wanted right and then I would get a like hat out of the dude section and I would put it on top. I yep. didn't need the hat. I bought yeah. the hat. I didn't need the hat.
2: But I was always, I was, I was, I was, always doing I'm stuff for my girlfriend. My girlfriend and then out, when I was, I was walking
0: down the aisle. No one can see what's underneath the hat. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm telling myself.
1: Yeah. It, that was it, that's it. exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that like, was it. You, exactly. And, um, uh, I, first off, I'm gonna tell everybody how old I am. My OG was Mervin's, so that was that. That's where. That's how wow. far back I go. Um, I don't even know. But I, I got yeah, right. I got um big into uh Coles and uh Coles oh, and JCPenney were my big two with Macy's as a as a close mm-hmm. third. Um, <laughs> and I have a a whole lot of 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 just sentimental. Just sentiment, um, nostalgia to the Thousand Oaks Mall, the the JC Penny and the Macy's there and then the Coles that's close by. Like that that was where so much of it happened. Uh so many memories. <laughs>
3: <Probably> <laughs> but enough. uh
1: you, you know, my my thing, I got into uh JC Penny, I would go there and i when I was getting to this point of allowing myself to finally explore this and do these things, I went way overboard. Like it was, it was, it was extremely manic that the pendulum swung so far that I would go through and I would load women's clothes on my, um, on my arm, on my, my left arm. I didn't have a card or a basket. I would just, you know, Oh, that, that top is cute there. Ooh, a dress. Ooh, that's very exciting. And then whatever. And, um, um, load my arm up to the point where it hurt, like it was burning. Yep. And then find, now I was on the, the, there was a women's floor and the men's floor. So I couldn't really at that point do the thing that I usually did, which was to cover it with something that was men's, you know, same same exact trick. Um, but I would find something something generic androgynous enough, something that that wasn't obvious and throw it over the top. Then I would go downstairs and go to, they actually had a suit section that was in the back corner and there was a dressing room there that no one was ever anywhere near. And so I went in and I would, I would um, you know, uh, try on all my clothes. And like I said, I, I had a, a whole load of them. And then the just the the funny thing, I was so terrified of being found out, you know, even the, the little the little possibilities that I would not put the clothes that I didn't buy, didn't want to, didn't want to buy. Uh, um, there in the dressing room or on the rack outside, I would take them all the way back upstairs and put away each individual one, or find wow. a women's uh, rack, a women's uh, go back rack, and put them there. Like, but for the most part, I would take every single thing back to where I had found it because I could not leave any breadcrumbs of evidence. Uh. <clears throat>
3: So I actually, actually did do the thing that you're talking about with the, um, buying the different clothes that were oversized and shit. Um, except, uh, I, it's, it it, it was all Andro stuff. And this was like October, November, December last year. Um, but as long as it said women's on it, like your, your Mervyn's is to my Amazon, right? So (laughs) that just things showing up on the front porch. But um, that's when I started showing up to work uh, in all these this Andro stuff, and um, that eventually led to where we are now. But um, that's real quick, none of y'all know this, but how I came out at work was a very slow burn. It wasn't like an immediate thing. I changed my um, my email signature from uh, from my from one day it was my dead name to just B. And then it was, uh, I started putting my pronouns in there. It went from be uh, he them to be uh, they them. And then it switched over to Brie, she them, and then Brianna, she her. And that took like four months to do. And I basically confused the shit out of everybody for (laughs) so long. (laughs) My you're like where Modern does it end? <laughs> so
0: now I'm getting curious as we're talking about names and coming out at work and daddy 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 da. I'm curious, did anyone here in this in this room here, did anyone pilot a different name? Or were you all just like dead set?
2: When when I first came out, actually when I first came out in twenty sixteen. So I came out in 2016, and for about a month, and then went back in the closet. But I was going to be Emily.
3: So, uh-huh. oh, yeah. I uh, didn't do anything publicly. I've only had a few in the back of my head. Um, this I wanted to stay, and in the end, I kind of made the decision to like stay close to my original, you know, roll off what? the tongue name a what little was, bit.
0: What, what was what was in the what was in the what else did we have? I'm just curious. I'm being nosy. <laughs> I, I love I love
3: it. I'll tell you if uh you don't laugh as hard as you want to, but you can laugh still. Um Willa. Yeah, Willa or Thea. Willa? I can, I can mm-hmm. see oh, Thea. Oh, I know it's Thea. Oh, well, yeah.
0: cool. Emily had Yeah, about But you? it was
3: it was so far off. I think I thought in my head it would just weird out my family even more, which again was that irrational fear of things. But you know, whatever. I love that.
1: <laughs> But the, you know, I always say that there's something really sweet and nice about a name that still pays homage to the the name that they gave you, and still you know ties into that to you know include your family in a way. Yeah,
2: I mean, mine too are yeah. essentially the, so similar. <laughs> you're sorry,
1: are
0: um,
1: Yeah, I I thought about um, a the, the feminized version of of my name, and I I it it just never seemed it never seemed right. Um, when I tried out Emily and I started using it, I liked the name, but then, um, I wouldn't say it it felt like it fit. It it felt pretty alien for a while, but it, um, it, it really did, it really did seem to, to fit well. And I'm in that I liked it. And other people said that it fit me well. So I'm like, okay, good, good, good. I just went through the, the list of names that I really liked, of like, michelle or um uh stephanie uh uh you know I, I had a i had a good list but all of those names at that time i knew somebody named that or, or you yeah. know or yep. you know like like somebody's daughter was that and i'm like i can't i can't name myself after somebody else or their dog so I, I had this this long list and then i just crossed off all the ones that um you know that i knew somebody or it would, it would seem a little weird. And Emily was the winner. I when love I picked,
2: that. When I picked Danielle, I actually knew a Danielle, and I, for some reason, apologized to her. I said, "Hey, I'm using," this. <laughs> name, <sorry." laughs> and um, I had to pick a D because, like, I have DHB written on everything, and so I had to pick a D. And my my family, my mom's name is Holly, so my middle name is Holly now. So that, play, that, that played well with the H. My dad's first name was David, so that's where I got that. So I was like, you know what? Let's go with take my dad's first name and now I'll take my mom's first name.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. I yeah, uh, I um, I feminized my my middle name, you know, and I because uh-huh. Emily Michelle works really well, I like it. That's beautiful. That's- oh, I love that.
0: I I tried going similar to my old name. Um, I was going to go with Brittany. Um, I could see if, it's
3: Britney Oh my god It's Britney bitch <laughs> Yo, like,
0: A small piece of me regrets That decision um, Just because of that Line like that tagline would have been Perfect <laughs> right. um, But honestly For me having the Names be so similar for me I don't know why but that caused me To Like feel dysphoric about it mm-hmm. Like Hearing, hearing the short name for Brittany, Brit, which is generally what I went with, sounded so close to my old name, I just couldn't do it. I could not take it. Um, so I pivoted and I went with Alexa, Lexi for short. But here's the problem is when I imagine Lexi in my head, she's long blonde hair and a size zero. Yeah, Me, myself at the time was six foot, 250 pounds and brunette, like just did not match what I pictured in my head. Mm-hmm. Now I'm closer, <laughs> but <laughs> it just didn't match what I had in my head. And I got thinking and my parents had often told me, if you were born female, if you were born a girl, your name was going to be Rachel. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, ka <laughs>
1: So
0: I took it, and when I changed my name at the doctor's office, I walked in, and Dr. Pendleton, blesses little baby soul, I love him. He walks in, he goes, I hear we changed our name to Rachel. And I was like, yep. And he goes, I gotta tell you, it suits you. And I'm sitting here, oh, I'm like, yay!
2: Shut up, Doc. I'm already in love with you. Come on.
0: I am, though. <laughs> like, sorry.
3: Was this the same one that, that you touched his knee and everything off. wasn't the same again? All pindy.
1: Dr. P. Oh,
3: that's funny. It's, uh, it,
1: it, it The one thing that's kind of funny, and it, 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 it's disappointing that Rachel, that you didn't try out Brianna for a while because um, Danny um, was considering Emily. Um, um, uh, Rachel would have been the feminization of, of my, of my name, but the sort of close feminization of, of my name. So, um, it would have made a nice little, nice little loop there.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Brie. Sorry. Before we get too far away from it, I, I, I think there's something that needs a little clarification, um, <laughs> about the transverse.
1: Am, am Which I we counting- haven't even mentioned yet. Yeah.
3: I, am i counting this right there are six parts to it
1: Uh you know what honestly at this point i don't even know how many <clears throat> parts there are um we, we had a little bit of a, a falling apart um and i'm still trying to rebuild so um yeah depending on the day i'm i'm more clear or more confused so <laughs> what okay. are the six parts that you have uh, that you see there
3: Uh we have the transistors keep uh Keep living, all on the table, behind open doors, and then mm. this little one with two sorts. <clears throat> uh,
1: so um, the the timeline that we didn't dive into when you asked that question was, um, I started the transgender show, did that for about six months, and then I had some people uh, start to approach me They were like, I really like what you're doing and I want to help. Um, one person in particular really pushed me to form a company and and make it into something because I had this aspiration of making it into a, a media network featuring a lot of trans creators and doing different things. So the, the Transgender Show, and we would have some others that featured um, – information and sort of help for trans people but then a lot of other things that just happened to have a trans person in it doing cool things to help normalize that would have um, a broader appeal so that was the that was the basic premise there and so we started um you know so the the transgender show valkyries the one with the two swords was Mm -hmm. one of the other early ones um from megan bound's stream um i had gotten in with her mods and we started playing Fortnite, we had our, our crew and um, we were playing Fortnite every week and we'd do that on stream. And then you mentioned um, behind open doors, which um, one of my main partners in starting the the company, Did that one, it was a sex and intimacy show, um, another interview show, but about sex and relationships and intimacy and all that kind of stuff. And then um, uh, Transistence, our news show, All on the Table, which we've actually spun off into its own thing now because it was too much um, for me to oversee at the point where I'm at right now. Um, Jen Giggles is running that and um, they have their own Twitch channel now. That's our tabletop gaming channel. our tabletop gaming monster now they've got a, a whole bunch of shows and stuff that they're doing. It's great. Um, so yeah, it just, there, there were a lot of different properties that we came up with a bunch of different shows and they've really ebbed and flowed. Keep living was wonderful. That's a, a black non-binary creator who, um, uh, was with us for a little while and then, uh, had, had to move a bunch of life changes happened and, you know, life happens. So, um, we, we, we officially started, as a company, a three person partnership in January of 2021. And then by the end of that year, we had to dissolve that because one of the partners left. And since then, it's sort of been a slow, a slow burn, a slow decline, um, as, um, we kind of scrambled to try and keep things together and keep things moving forward. But, um, uh basically yeah uh, without going too deep into it where i'm at now is i'm i'm sort of doing it a, a bit solo i've got some support i've got um our IT person in australia who's taken the uh community community center we have a large discord um she took that and has rebranded it and is running that on her own so um a lot of the pieces are still there, but as far as them being directly under the transverse now, um, it's been something that I haven't been able to to wrestle with because, you know, you lose, you lose five or six people in the span of a couple months. And um, I don't know how, how y'all would react, but um, it sent me into a pretty deep depression. And I've been um, struggling to come out of that and keep everything going and keep positive. But um, yeah, it, it's hit me personally very hard and um i still believe the transverse can be everything that i would hoped it would be which was just basically everything that trans people need um but uh, i'm at a point right now where i'm a little bit further from achieving that goal than i would i would like to be
3: gotcha. and um <clears throat> you don't have to go into it if you don't want to but uh a certain guest of ours you worked with for quite some time correct
1: mm-hmm. um uh, I'm assuming you're talking about more than Mimi, uh, Minnesota Mimi now. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody, uh, there was a period where it sort of shifted, but for the, for the first two years, everybody that was part of the transverse was somebody I had interviewed. Um, you know, you come on the transgender show and then, uh, you know, we just had a really good time, built a good rapport, um, and, you know, wanted to come on. And so we would do, you know, figure out where to put you and and get you started. And um, Michelle has a uh, Michelle who goes by Mimi also has a television production background and editing background. And so I'm like, okay, I was at the point right then where I needed to step up higher and focus more on the business than the media stuff. Cause I was Mm -hmm. really entrenched in the media and coming up with these new shows and getting people and, and doing that whole thing. And I, I, I envisioned passing that off to Michelle and having her be the, the, uh, director of media and then I would you know step up and just do more overseeing managerial stuff and um, you know we did we did some some good things for a while and then with an organization that we we did not crack the code for bringing in money and we started as a as a for-profit partnership, which would sort of fell apart. And the next step was, okay, we need to make this. The next decision was we, we need this to be a nonprofit and we need to bring in grants and, and things for the different things that we're doing. And with the subsequent stumbling blocks, it was just something we were never able to accomplish. And so we've never been um, actually funded. We've, we've, we've got some community money coming in. We've got some great Patreon supporters and things like that, but um, without having legit funding and really paying people, they can't stay around very long. At some point they have to go get a a, a day job or they have to cut back the involvement so much that, um, you know, they're just, they're, they're not very, they're not able to put a bunch of time into it. And Michelle has been so busy with the job that she took um, that she hasn't been able to really help in, in several months. And we're excited that she's on the verge of being able to come back and help us in a big way. But um, yeah, she was one of the ones that that uh, we essentially lost in that in that period. So gotcha. that's what it is
2: <laughs> like one of the things that I wanted to, uh, to ask. And this is, I guess, kind of um, related to the I mean, to the transverse um, with the amount of I guess notoriety that the transverse is getting. Do you find that you become you personally become like a target of any of these right wing like groups? I know with a lot of, I feel like a lot of people once you become more visible. You just kind of, they become a bigger and bigger target for people who want to, you know, who need a scapegoat, who want to, they want to hate on trans people. So why not go to the transverse target, target you? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like you're not, I mean, nothing that you're doing is so just like out there, like, like forcing it on people. It's like, here's resources for the people in the community as opposed to, you know, Here's how we militarize trans people and take over cis life. Um, (laughs) Are you finding that you're getting uh, the kind of like negative notoriety that I feel like a lot of people get when you when you start getting more and more uh, visible?
1: No, and I think I think there's multiple reasons for that. One, we haven't reached a whole. a big notoriety. We haven't gotten enough momentum behind us um, within the community. We're fairly well known, but outside, we just haven't hit anything yet. That was I, I. I sort of chuckled to myself when you were asking that question because that was one of the things I I told the partners early on was that. This that would be the thing that will rocket us to the level we need to be to get to, you know, get in front of the eyeballs is we need to get some major right wing group pissed off at us. We need like (laughs) the million moms or somebody to come after us hard. And that will be the thing that, that puts us on the map. And, you know, fortunately and unfortunately that hasn't happened yet. Um, and Yet. so, I mean, I haven't even, I haven't even be, been able to get on to uh, Matt Walsh's radar. And I, I <laughs> specifically put out a promo for one of my guests, um calling him out and calling him a liar. And and then on my new show, I've, I've said it a few times, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we're just, we're just two small potatoes still. And, and that's a bummer, but that's also a really good thing because we're able to help a lot of people and keep them safe. So but- when we, um, when we, we started there and there were three partners that were that started the corporation Um, one was in charge of business i was in charge of the media and then the other one was in charge of the community and we built a discord community from the 80 people that i had at that point up to i think it's about 1400 right now and we were able to build it slowly and keep it safe the whole time, and build in the tools to keep it really safe and make sure that everybody in there is either good, you know, good people, good people from the community, allies, or if they're a bad actor, they're caught very quickly. They're out and um, they're not able to to cause a lot of damage.
2: Were you seeing a lot of bad actors coming in?
1: Uh yeah yeah we you 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 got a you definitely would get a bunch um you know and that's why um it was wonderful we were partnered with um oh my god i'm blanking completely on isabel's original pride shield we uh, had partnered with um isabel who was a a british girl who i had interviewed and she had this thing that was um protecting discord servers and she folded that up and we took up that mantle and in, in a week Rosa, the person who was in charge of the Discord Discord community, um, built Aegis, which was our um our security, our um blanking on the word. Um but yeah, it, it just provided security for awesome. Discord communities. And the way that, the, real quick, just the, the way that it works, I'm going to roll here. Um, if you ban somebody on your Discord server, if you're part of Aegis, you ban somebody on your Discord server, you send into Aegis um, all of their information and why you banned them. And then every, every week we send out a report of who was banned and why. And then you balance that against your terms of service and decide if that's a banable offense on your server or not. And if it is, if it rises to that level, then you can preemptively ban them before they even get to your server. And <laughs> um, she was able to work it in where um, not only are we protecting LGBT Discord servers, but also LGBT Twitch streamers as well. So we expanded it, and um, you know that that's been a great thing to not only keep our server safe, but keep the other servers in the community safe.
3: Wow! And
1: that's amazing
0: as as far as not getting hate from the right-wing side of things. I guess the way I look at it, generally, unless you're doing something asinine, it's pretty easy to do. You know what I mean? Like, I just think back to there was a decent trans creator who didn't get any hate, didn't get a lot of hate until recently when the top came off at the White House, and then she got a bunch of it because we did something that was asinine. Mm-hmm. I don't know my my two cents on it, like or if it involves minors, because that'll get the right wings.
1: Yeah, well that that's it's been a tough clear. one too, and we've we've unfortunately um, stayed stayed kind of out of the 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 um, underage the conversation entirely. Uh, Discord oh, yeah. is 13 plus and we do allow young people in, but it's 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 very monitored and, and um regulated and, and they, you know, they don't have access to um to much of the server. And um so we, we've primarily stayed 18 plus for our content and for the people that we we cater to on our server. I
0: do. I love that. I think that's very smart. I think that's a great business decision. And I mean, it sucks, but at the same point, you have to guard yourself. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's smart.
1: It was really strange. Uh, it was, a, it was a really not strange. It was a very educational experience to go through building a community online where you're trying to keep people safe. And it's, it's a community that is so targeted and there's, and it's, it's so targeted. And from that, it's it's so traumatized. Everybody in the trans community has been through some kind of trauma. And like you saw in my story, I didn't experience a lot of it out externally, but internally I was traumatized to hell and back because I did it to myself. Um, so we all come from some point of 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 trauma unless. I, I, I guess there's the rare exception to that. I guess we can't, you know, say blanket statements, but for the most part, there is trauma involved in everybody's experience in the trans community. So when you get people together, the larger the community gets, the more problems there are within the community and when you're trying to provide a safe space for everyone but also include everyone and we hate gatekeeping we're we're very much against gatekeeping and so we have a lot of different people with a lot of different perspectives a lot of different needs and 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 those those different trauma points and so moderating that keeping everybody being civil, keeping the conversation good and light and, and, and making sure that people are having the conversations in the rooms where it's appropriate. Holy crap. Is that a lot of work?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can, (laughs) I can only imagine. I mean, most my, as far as like trans groups, most of what I see is in, um, Facebook like I don't I honestly never got into discord like that never was my thing I tried bless my soul I tried it just was not my thing um but I will never never. it never ceases to amaze me when I'm in just like a trans support group on Facebook and the next thing you know, there's someone's grandma taking their clothes off and posting pictures. And I'm like, not the space, grandma. Like, moved out move to a different group. Like, not the space.
1: I That's another problem, right? Is the trans community is very thirsty. Yeah.
2: Oh my
1: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Was the, the truest language. thing I've heard in wow. months yes. <laughs> um,
0: not us <laughs> never
2: heard <her>. um, no <laughs> well, before we get too <laughs> far away from it one of the thing you, you were talking about uh, trauma uh, one of the things that we had talked about when we were first uh, setting up this you know when we were preparing for this inner or before we started you'd mentioned uh, some suicide thoughts, ideations. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were talking about trauma, I feel like we've all kind of been to that point. I know with me, I've gotten to the point of ideation and actually planning out. I got to the point where I was planning out like, what's the best day to do it where it's not going to affect my kid? And it turns out it's a Saturday. So yeah, um, you mind like, I know you'd said that you don't mind digging into that. Is that something that you uh you could tell us a little bit about
1: oh yeah um again like keep in mind my my story of coming out and how long it took me once i was out to understand that i was trans like um i i didn't conceive of it so long the only thing that i thought for most of my life was that there was something wrong with me i did not fit into the world and i had no idea why i had this this kink that sort of started to show up as i got Um, you know, puberty age, probably about, you know, 11, 12, 13 was when this thing started to come, come out and I was ashamed of it, you know, like sneaking my mom's clothes out of the hamper and, and, and stuff. And it was, it, it was just very, very shameful. And the only, the only thing I had a grasp on was that I was some kind of deviant. And this was, um, this was fetish. There was, it was only negativity. There was no understanding of of being trans or that being trans or a cross dresser or some other kind of identity or whatever was okay. Um, the only thought I had in my mind was that there was something very wrong with me. Yeah. And Same. you know, you you're you're in life, you're you've gotta you've gotta deal with it. So I just kind of kept trying to go through, kept trying to fit in, trying to figure out how to be a, a guy, trying to understand why it was that, that guys thought and acted the way they did a lot of times. Like some of it, some of it kind of came natural to me, to me, but then other stuff just didn't make any sense. How, especially once we got into high school, like how um guys talked about girls and how they looked at girls. And it's like, okay, I can look and see she's pretty and I, I want to get to know her and I want to connect with her on an emotional level, but the, I want to F that or like all of these, the crass things There was just so much like, why do I not understand that? Why am I, why do I not fit with that at all? And um, like I said, it all just, it always turned back until way, way late in my life that there was just something wrong with me. And you don't have to think that very many times and hit into situations where you get depressed for other things maybe some things aren't going right to where you'll you'll turn to that um, to that ideation as the way out like um, I don't belong here the world won't miss me I'm I I, I don't fit and um, yeah, just basically I shouldn't be here did you have
2: a beard? I know for me it was working out like I told myself if I keep working out, Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to eventually like this body. So I started working out, doing pushups every day. Hey, Rachel.
0: (laughs) I know. You know that's where my mind went. (laughs) Um, Basically, yeah.
2: Like I was, I got to the point where it's like, I was doing, I was working out every day too, you know, too exhausted, like hurting myself because I was like, one of these days I'm going to like this body. And the more I did it, the less I liked it. Um, Did you have any, were you doing anything like that? Like, you know, growing an actual beard, uh, like doing things that, that you thought were like manly that you should be doing. Um, sorry, I didn't I mean, just, to, I didn't mean to, to, uh, segue, but.
1: No, that, no, that's great. And, and it is tied in. Um, it's, it's tied in very, very directly. Um, I, I just tried to kind of toughen myself up and and prove to my friends that I was, I was tough and, and a little crazy. Um, I, um, got into a thing where I would just basically punch everything. Um, I was desensitizing my, my fists so I could, you know, um, my, my school featured a lot of I-beam girders in, in the, the design. It was very much like a prison. Um, but I'd go around, uh, punching those and, um, you know, hitting my head on things and just doing, um, whatever I could to cause myself pain, but then also prove to others that I could take pain and, um, and, and that sort of thing. That was, that was a big thing I got into and, um, sort of related to you know, all, all along that, that same vein. Um, I, I had a girlfriend, um, I finally got a girlfriend late in high school and, um, I don't know, there was, that, that's when things started to, to sort of, there was a little bit of an unraveling there. Um, and I, I, I felt like a lack of dedication to her, but that I should be dedicated to her. Like I should be like all in on this or whatever. And so I actually took a push pin and I carved her name into my arm. Um, and you know, not, not, a not a razor, not something that was quick. It was something that was very slow, deliberately very painful. Um, and, uh, I ended up wearing a hoodie, a black hoodie, cause that was all I had in uh, throughout the summer in Southern California, because I had to to cover that up and not let anybody see that, but um, those those were the sort of things at that period. And that was my first about with the, the the suicidal ideation and and just absolutely hating myself. And um, so yeah, to to mask what was wrong with me and try and sort of play it off, there was a lot of there was a lot of that kind of pseudo toughness.
0: And that resonates so much with me like we did it very different ways but for me like it was more internal like I had to constantly prove to myself just how masculine I was and when I got comfortable at this level we needed to go up and when I got comfortable here we had to go up and up and I don't know it's scary like it really is yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anytime
1: you've got something like that, that you're not dealing with, that you don't understand about yourself and you're not able to discuss or think about, like it was all shove it away. Like it's bad, shove it away. Anytime you're doing that, it's just going to build to something nasty because you have those emotions. They're there. They have to come out and express themselves in some way. And the more you ignore them, the more you fight them, the worse they manifest.
2: When I, and I so, feel like like just like with addiction i know that like a lot of the the trans women that i know have suffered at least some point of their life i know for me i I, even until recently drinking has been a big um point of contention for those who are interested this is non-alcoholic boom Um, i was gonna ask
0: young
2: yeah i've I've been doing a shit ton of the booch um i'm a boochie hoochie Um, but, you know, we're actually going to do an episode on, on addiction because uh, I know I was, I've, I've been a pretty heavy alcoholic, but that was my way of dealing with it and hurting myself because I realized if I could drink myself to death, then it would be painful, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be putting a gun to my head or, you know, jumping off a bridge, which seemed like, you know, yeah, just sort of, uh terrifying you know i feel like drinking yourself to death it's a slow yeah. um slow process um yeah, i is. resonate
1: with that a lot too um i never attempted suicide because i never thought that i would attempt su- suicide i never thought that it would be an attempt i would do it in a way that it's i succeeded yeah and so it was it was an absolute i had to be sure that this was the thing that i was going to do because i wasn't going to do a bunch of pills or whatever i wasn't going to do anything that had any kind of way out like it was a golden gate bridge sort of a thing or or nothing Um, yeah um
2: i guess for anybody listening on um on listening to the podcast especially if it's like an ally one of the things that i've kind of told myself is if somebody tells you that they're you know suicidal believe them but the thing is, I knew that for me, I would I wasn't going to tell anybody I was just going to do it. I feel like telling people is a cry for help. But I was just so if, if if you're suspicious of somebody, but they haven't told you, definitely there's a there's a possibility that they are just kind of in that I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to tell anybody because I don't want someone to stop me. It's um, very
1: true. I would not have I my parents actually even got me to a therapist at that time and I would not tell them anything. I lied up one side and down the other like I I I didn't let anything slip. Um and and that that's a really good point like some of the people that are the closest to actually doing it are the ones that are going to talk the least about it.
2: Yeah. So if if anybody listening if you have suspicions follow up because you never know. I mean it's better to ask and you know it's better to I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even know how to go about doing that. But uh, if you you know, yeah, like you said, the the people who are closest to it, or the ones who are who are actually planning on it, uh, probably won't tell you because they don't want you to stop them. So
0: and I am going to pivot because Emily kind of
1: went right where I was going. But I'm sorry, um, Rachel to, to cut you off there. Before we go there, can we just talk about the 988 helpline and how important that is that everybody remember that that's there now? That's something that we didn't have when we were kids. We didn't, you know, know that what help was there. Um, right now, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching whatever you're doing, put it in your phone, save it in your phone as a thing, put it in there very intentionally and do it now. You may not need it now. You may not ever need it, but that's not the point. The point is that if you take it and you put it in your phone, and you're very intentional about it, when if you ever get to that situation again, you'll you'll know in the back of your mind that that's there. You'll know that you have that resource, and hopefully that will help you. So yes, nine eight eight. You can text it. You can call it any day, time or whatever, and it um um they're they're there for you. Don't let yourself go through this alone because we've been there. It's terrible. It's not worth it. You're more important than that. And um, if you take this one little step right now of putting it in your phone and having it there, it, I, I I. really hope, and I really believe it will, it will make a difference for you at some point.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, and obviously anybody listening to this, I know we all, all three of us seem like we have it all together yeah we i mean all all four of us uh emily definitely does i know brie rachel and i are kind of meandering our way through this life um but yeah we've all been there it does get better if you're having ideations of that stuff please seek help um i'm gonna put it we're gonna put it right here and i'm gonna do a graphic it's gonna be awesome uh i've put a lap in here so i know exactly what time to look for um thank you emily that's Perfect. That is
3: we'll also put it in the description down below too. Down there. Um mm-hmm. in the top corner.
0: And on that point, we've all kind of alluded to it. So I'll just I'm gonna just say it up front. Therapy's awesome. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: if if honestly, like there's even even just transitioning, there's a lot. That goes into it. There's so much emotionally, mentally, physically. Don't, 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 don't steer away from therapy. Don't stigmatize it. Like therapy's awesome. I probably wouldn't be who I am without my therapist. Hmm. Um, so I mean, just don't, don't steer away from it just because it's something that you don't think you need. Like it's, it's something that, you know, that's what, that's what we need to do. That's what babies do. Like therapies, therapy can be healthy. Therapy can be awesome. It can. I'm a very
3: firm believer that everybody needs therapy and it's not just us and where we are. Every it's benefits everybody. Just even if it's talking to somebody that is not involved in your Mm -hmm. own shit, like just getting it all out there on the table to somebody that is that is that. Not that they don't matter, but the term not involved is very important mm. when it comes to therapy.
0: Yeah, I think I've, I've told my parents this on a number of occasions because um, we talk about everything, but I feel like every single person, trans, not trans, old, young, everyone could benefit from therapy in one way or another.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do not do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk, right? talk to a therapist. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and one thing that I, I've found a lot in interviewing a, a ton of people is is uh, transition doesn't, doesn't solve the things. Um, it makes us feel a lot better about ourselves. It, it, it's a much better life, um, living as your true authentic self. But there are a ton of things that it doesn't solve because there are a ton of things about you that are not related to the fact that you're trans. And when you're worried about, coming out and all of that, it all sort of like accumulates together. And you, you, I think a lot of times we have this in our brain that coming out and transitioning will solve all the problems. And then if I I feel that that's a that's a big danger for Mm -hmm. for young or or closet trans folks who are looking to transition, um, that that this is going to be a panacea that's going to fix everything. And then once you do transition and it doesn't fix all the things, you still do have some problems, some some issues, dysphoria, different different things. The problem is, is that you'll think you you could potentially think um, I'm doing something wrong. This isn't right for me or whatever. And it's and that's not the case. It's just there's a lot of other things going on. And that's why therapy is wonderful. Right.
3: Transitioning doesn't fix you. It just opens new doors to new problems. Uh, not not saying
1: that in a bad way, but
3: there <laughs> there are a host of new issues
0: there that are get presented
3: to you. And, yeah. Um, You know, new hurdles to jump over that are just so strange,
1: (laughs) endless. Yeah, they're they're just new challenges that you never could have seen coming. mm -mm. What now? (laughs) I always say, like, I
2: traded society wanting me to kill myself, so I didn't want to kill myself. So, like, you know, transitioning society. Society doesn't. I mean, like in the media society seems to not like me as much as they like a cis white guy. But I like me a lot better than I like being a cis white guy. So mm-hmm. um, and
3: that's what matters. Yeah.
2: And um, yeah, that, oh, that's fantastic. Um, I I am I'm, I'm looking at the, the time and I, I wanted to make sure that we got in some of the, the more lighthearted questions for those of those people who really love our silliness uh uh-huh. um, it's been a bit it's a bit a bit deep yeah. Yeah. One of the was, questions
0: let's lighten the mood. What, <laughs> yeah. I did
2: have this it's really off the cuff question that I definitely did not prep you for at all. Um, <laughs> and I totally but, have
1: an answer for.
2: Well I, I, uh, well you don't even know what the question is. Um. No. no.
1: But that's that's how good I am. <laughs> after all of these interviews that I've done and things like this, I think on my feet like that, like it's Emily, get out of my head. Stop. Mind like a <laughs> <track. Whatever. laughs>
2: hey, uh, Emily, what is your transition theme song?
1: Wow. What an interesting question. <laughs> oh. I mean, honestly, anybody who's
2: watched at least one episode of the podcast is going to know we're going to ask this question. So
0: and i i love i love how you said it in like the most bob barker tone <laughs> yeah. what is come what on is down what is your transition theme song
3: <laughs> and while you're at it what's your transition movie <laughs> oh yeah we did that one too actually yeah. on the spot
1: bam you know <laughs> um again going back to the fact that i i pushed back so hard and i was so far from away from understanding the fact that i was trans that i didn't like i didn't allow myself really to ever get into listening to um female artists and 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 pop stuff like I've always been a a, a hard rock girl um and Since, you know, starting starting to understand yourself and starting to allow yourself to transition and and do these new things and explore things, it really opens up a lot where you're like, oh, I can I can do this now and I can let myself try that. Um, And so that's wonderful. So I've gotten into um, some Taylor Swift. I love me. um, Shake it off. Um, Uh Another one that I found because of uh, Beat Saber on the Oculus was uh, KDA's Pop Stars which, um, I think might be the one I'm going to go with. Um, but also through my friends, the Valkyries and the fact that we were playing, uh, we are playing Fortnite every week. They released a, um, Oh my God, my brain today. Um, Dua Lipa song as a, as an emote in there. And I, and a couple of us really fell in love with that. And I still, um, love that one. And, uh, uh, it was, it was her, her biggest hit. And I'm trying to think of what the, the heck the name of it is. Not, not
2: the, not the one that she did with, uh, the, the, uh, where she like, it, it was like a ripoff of like a, I don't know Madonna song or something or no. Is it, is it don't start now?
1: It is don't start now. I just okay. I just found it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can sing it. That's gonna that's gonna go poorly. Um and I'm gonna be horribly embarrassing. Oh, come so i glad that we found it. But well you yeah, can
2: give uh, us a little bit. A little taste. No, nope, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Uh, I did wanna say you have a fantastic voice. your voice I mean, as you can tell, I have a ve- I have not been working on mine very much. Uh but your voice <laughs> is you're very very and,
1: famous and, voice. and see i i don't understand that like that's something i i hear that a lot and i just do not hear it in my own voice now granted i'm i'm very conscious of it so i'm i'm able to keep it up um higher than uh it drops sometimes but still yeah. even at this level right now i do not hear feminine voice i hear pretty masked pretty like a pretty obvious one and so um it still shocks me when i hear people say that my my voice sounds feminine or, or is passable it's like again it's just not something that can be in my brain i'm still i still need to talk to my therapist <laughs> so,
3: oh um, honey well it is you got it
1: <laughs> so you mentioned taylor swift it's did a- anyone
0: else did anyone else hear that she's dating travis kelsey yes, i'm sorry yeah. Old news. i'm sorry that's been used way too many times I just had to um but i got a question you said that your voice sometimes you can feel like that it drops do you and i don't mean a sexual innuendo when i say this i'm looking at you too <laughs> um but do you feel that it's harder to get it up in the morning <laughs> <laughs>
1: like um yeah i'm i'm <laughs> very very grateful for the fact that i don't have Hero any bo- that i i don't i don't immediately jump into a situation where my voice matters um uh because that would be rough yeah there there is a fair bit of dysphoria that that it is it is very deep in, first thing in the morning um and uh you know i still do this thing where like uh grunt or complain about something or whatever um definitely if i'm if i'm upset and usually in the morning you know i'm I'm a bit of a bear in the morning um it's coming from a grumpier place and then it just sort of naturally is is dropped because of that and it's one of those where as soon as i open my mouth it's instant dysphoria oh
2: yeah totally
1: i don't it's so great
2: fuck you stop driving like that
1: so. yeah yeah <laughs> like I don't I don't
0: I don't understand it when I worked in retail sales I normally didn't get to work until about 10 a.m now I work in banking where I get to work at 8 30 in the morning and let me tell you that first like hour and a half my voice is like an active lower and I just can't grasp how to get it to where I'm comfortable with in in that early morning hour. And so I'm sitting here. I'm like, is this like, is this just me? Is like, is this a mental thing or do other people go through this too? So I, I
1: I'm think glad it's, that we're kind of in that same boat. <laughs> I think it's very common. And I think uh, on your way into work, you got to work on your vocal exercises and really warm up. Like you're, like you're a singer.
0: <laughs> I think oh, I yeah. have to, I think, the, the issue is I I like country music. Oh, that is country. an issue. <laughs> I have the boots right here, girls. I have the boots right here. I always
2: um, do. <laughs> I have an exact brown band uh, Spotify playlist that I love. So
0: America. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah. But, but like, my, my drive to work is very predominantly... You know, Garth Brooks, George Strait, Tim McGraw. Maybe I need to yeah. switch it up. And we you gotta know that, go. Oh, we gotta go. OG Taylor.
1: <laughs> I haven't been. Um, My guitar. I, I I don't know why I haven't tried very hard to get into like the voice lessons and and some of and you know like going through YouTube videos and and trying the exercises and stuff like that. I don't. I. That's another thing for therapy. I don't know why. What holds me back on doing that, but. um I find that I make the most progress when I am listening to a very feminine singer, um, you know, a little bit more high pitched and, and all that and and try and sing along with it um, again. Really glad there's not a microphone there because it is nails on a chalkboard. But there's something about that that really kind of teaches me, I feel, about. Um, the the way women speak, and especially sing obviously, um, intonation and some of those things like and, and pronunciation of vowels and things like that that uh, I struggle to be conscious of when I'm speaking a lot of times. and I feel like when I when I sing along with a with a female singer, that after that I'm able to you know, I'm able, able to make more progress on making my voice sound the way I want to.
0: Hmm. I'm um, one of my one of my big jams right now, and don't ask me why, um, is "Genie in a Bottle" by Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. I just need to I just need to get like back into that like Christina Brittany vibe, and mm-hmm. then that's what I need to do on my drive in on my commute. It's Christina
3: and Brittany.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Brittany, get
1: get the the <laughs> Brittany bitch
3: vibes going
1: like crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, just get your knives out and start dancing
1: uh-huh. in the kitchen. <laughs> in my bikini.
3: In my bikini. Uh-huh. That's yeah. where I'm at.
0: Such a badass. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um free Brittany movement done.
2: Mm-hmm. Can we go
0: um, back? Can we Uno reverse? <laughs> Um, before we, I guess, before we
2: end the, the regular, uh, before we go to after hours for those who are subscribers to the sexy time, um, I did want to make sure that we have uh, everybody who's interested in finding out more about you and or the transverse. Um, I'm going to put a little graphic right here. I'm going to put a lap on my timer so that I know that I asked this here, and I can't get into my phone. Lap. There we go. Okay. Uh, where do people find you and find more information and it was all what like you know what's your uh, Instagram your website your date of birth your list of your fears um, social <laughs> right, <laughs> for things your mother's maiden name whichever one you want to answer actually um, <laughs> yeah You're so
1: I on. I'm a right graphic here. and I'm a graphic and web designer by trade so uh, I've got a pretty decent website together um, I, I it needs work but still it it's pretty darn it's pretty darn decent um that's the transverse.net um actually i really need to i really need to change it over in, in part of this kind of rebuild i need to to finally change it over i do own transverse.tv and um it does point to the transverse.net so i should i should make that the the main website because it's just so much easier um trans transverse is not an incredibly unique word so unfortunately social media has been a little bit more difficult so no, can, um yeah right. that's, that's why we have a dot net um and then on instagram it's the transverse network but that's the best place to find out about everything that that's going on there i'm I'm okay with uh, posting on social on Instagram about the things that we're doing. If it's posted anywhere, it's going to be on that Instagram. So that's best. If you want to follow me personally, and sort of my sillier random crap that I, I do here and there, that's Emily would go on Instagram. And uh yeah those are those are probably the best. Um I did want to uh, replug the Discord server because um it is a really great community. It's no longer no longer carries the Transverse brand but it's still it's it's still our baby and um it's run by Rosa who's our IT person. So it is still Transverse family. It's called Transection. Transsections, Transection. I should know that. Give me give me a second to bring up my my we'll freaking it, Discord. We'll I do have a new...
2: big graphic too, right? Is... About
1: Now. Yeah. Transsection, non-plural um so uh yeah that's that's still technically you know transverse family and uh, there's a lot of great people in there really safe community really loving so i highly recommend you go and join that
2: awesome well thanks so much we'll uh you should get transverse.rocks because .rocks is a tld now so okay <laughs> I, I bought- just more money
1: to <laughs> spend every every year
2: <laughs> oh my gosh I've, i think i've i spend about like. 200 bucks a year just on domains I have so much mm-hmm. um cool uh rachel do you want to you want to you want to do the outro you
0: know that i do oh
2: oh you know, girl <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> all
0: right everyone well thank you for joining us here on another fun exciting episode of the girl dad girls once again we have got qt danny b Bree saint marie our new best friend, Emily. And of course, my name is Ravishing Rachel. Until next time, my friends. Love you. Bye. I'm not
2: going to call over my
0: dummies this time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. This has been a production of Girl Dad Girls Podcast. Check out new episodes every Thursday. If you are interested in knowing more, please email info at girldadgirls.com or find us on Instagram at girldadgirls. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.